0: Why Jesus is going to get us in trouble? Look at all these people gathered, and how are we? What Jesus? What did he say, Philip? Feed the people, have them sit down. What is he crazy? We don't have enough cash. We can't buy enough food for even a little one. What? 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 Yes, son. Can I help you? Oh, look at this, a little child with five barley loaves and three fish. Oh, that'll go a long way here. Ah, yes, I'm Andrew. What's that, Jesus? Have them sit down. And you want this? Okay, you're going to distribute this food to all 5,000? Okay, Go over there, son. He's gonna hand it out. What Jesus? What? When they're finished, pick up the remains. okay I'll be in charge of the baskets I'll, I'll count them as they come in okay guys get the baskets, pick up whatever remains one two three, four, okay I'm impressed Peter you brought two baskets, okay five, six seven, eight 9 10 11 12 baskets and they're full Hmm Who was that little boy? <laughs> of course we know it was the feeding of the 5000 and had this mystery and aura and i love the fact that she looking at the biblical passage adds an element that we could have heard but she interjected in a way that caused me to shift gears to look at from a humorous point of view what took place as opposed to being overwhelmed by this huge mystery who was that little boy. I think we've gone through a period of time, a long period of time, where things have been taken so seriously and we've been caught by news every day of this or that and all the issues that arise out of the pandemic and our fears and phobias and so forth. And one of the things I've noticed in the whole tenor of this pandemic is the lack of humor. Self humor not mocking humor because we've had certainly enough of that which is degrading and demeaning but rather self humor about who am I really and what am I about internally. Conrad Hires wrote a book and in it He makes this great quote. Forgive old. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, that's another poet. (laughs) But Conrad Hires in the book of Humor and the Christian Faith says, "Faith without humor leads to self-righteousness and dogmatism." We don't have too much of that lately, I guess. Faith without laughter leads to cynicism and despair. He points out that it's faith and humor combined that give us breadth and depth of spirituality. That we have to look at things from both points of view, faith and humor, to open ourselves to those experiences where, in fact, we don't really measure up, at least according to our standards. I have a flashback memory that I had a long time ago when people's awards were on television, and Red Skeleton came up to the podium, which happened to be plastic, almost invisible. And as he walked up, he tripped fell into the podium, and grabbed the podium, and it was shaking a little bit. And then all of a sudden, he's tapping the microphone with no sound. He's going... <laughs> then he grabs the microphone, and he hear like, arr, arr, and everyone goes like this. And he goes, testing! And everyone jumps in laughter. What I found interesting was that he played this role of releasing everyone to a sense of laughter over his trip. I don't know how many people remembered how it all began, but they certainly enjoyed the laughter that he provided at a time that was most awkward for everyone there. Over and over again, I have found experiences of this same kind of thing happening with me. And running into people and mispronouncing their name or saying something and feeling totally awkward, and somehow through their gifts of care and love, they don't take offense, but rather laugh. They accept me as I am. And I think too often we've gotten to the point where we've so excluded ourselves from the sense of humor about us that we negate the possibility of having a true spiritual presence of God in our humility. I think there's many stories in the Bible that are filled with humor. And it wasn't until I read Conrad Heyer's book that I suddenly opened my Eyes to see passages that really had some really outrageous things to say. And I remember one of my people, that, one of the people that taught various strict scriptural passages, happened to be from the Civic School of Religion. And he was talking about, think about this for a moment. He says, You know, many people forget that Jesus had a sense of humor. And I immediately perked up, Jesus, sense of humor. And he said, the one special time when they're talking about, should I serve God or mammon? And he said, oh. And they were trying to put him to the test, put him on the spot. And he says, show me a coin. So they reach in and they, one of the people pull out a coin. Well, they were not supposed to have the coin with Caesar on it. It was illegal for a Jew to have it on their person. So immediately as he presents the coin, says, oh, who is this image on the coin? With which the person had to be honest and said, Caesar. And then as a pundit, he says, well then, render under Caesar what is Caesar's. Render under God what is God. It was a play on words that made an embarrassing moment for this Jew to have the coin. To understand that it wasn't about the personal things, it was about the spiritual things. One of the great treats I had often when Steve Hassett and I were doing services together, I'd be, when the, the alder area was very different and the choir stalls faced one another and He sat in the back and I sat on the side in the choir. And all of a sudden, a passage in the Bible would strike us as being funny. At the same time, I would start to laugh and I turned, and there's Steve laughing with me. And it was interesting because suddenly the scripture passages meant something more than just words read and heard but rather a context of my own life and being together with friends. One of the great joys in my life was when I was concerned because I had moved away and my son was living in Florida with his mother and we were going back and forth and unfortunately it it was a difficult time specifically for me. I remember one summer he came out and he said, dad, I got a problem. I said, what's the problem? He said, well, he said, you know, he says, every time I think of something that happens and I begin to laugh, my friends tell me, hey, don't be foolish, you're embarrassing us. And he said, but I can't help but laughing when it was so absurd. He said, what do I do? I said, don't become one of them. I said, if anything, you should laugh louder and longer. He said, why? I'll embarrass myself. No. I said, you'll point out that humor is still a part of your life, regardless of what you're trying to be, as opposed to what you should be. He looked at me and he said, well, he said, I don't know how it's going to work. I said, trust me. It's better to have that sense of guffaw inside, which is part of who you are as opposed to being told who you need to be. To this day, when he calls, and he's either anxious or upset, or he calls specifically to tell me a joke, we laugh vociferously on the phone. It is the most invigorating and really intense spiritual relationship with my son. We laugh out loud at ourselves first in the idiocy of some of the things that we do in the context of our lives. And occasionally we'll throw in someone else, but we also know that we don't laugh at their expense, but we laugh because our experience of them causes us a sense of distance and humor. This Sunday, I would hope that all of us could go out into this tense time where people are taking sides and separating themselves from one another to see in those situations the elements that still contain humor, that can open us to a sense of inner laughter. Because when we laugh inside, when we expose ourselves to the sense of humor that we know about, it changes us and gives us the opportunity to be with others in a more powerful and realistic way. I've been ridiculed a lot, but I'm so thankful I grew up in a family that was sort of left laughter all the time. My great aunt was in Vaudeville. She had a partner, and the two of them were on Jack Benny's show and so forth, and she actually traveled with Bob Hope with her partner. And it was interesting that she would come to our house, we'd go next door because the neighbor had done their garage conversion in this huge room, All of us kids had a a couple babysitters in the house but I stood by the door because all I could hear in the big room, laughter. laughter of joy and hope. And I knew that my great aunt Blanche was telling yet again more stories and jokes. So my family lived with that sense of humor and it really helped me to face some of the tough times and issues in my family life. And I remember my father, sometimes when he'd get really frustrated, I didn't know quite how to deal with him. We're sitting at the dinner table, and it's going downhill. My sister spills the milk. My brother dropped a fork on the floor. It was all one thing after another. The phone rang. My father just lost it and finally said, God. Show me the light. And my brother, perfect, simple, said, Dad, it is right there. <laughs> he burst out laughing to the point where he couldn't catch his breath because here his, my brother Paul had been just perfectly in tracks with the comic the simple point, the simple truth. So all of us need to come to grips with this, and all of us need in this time, particularly of hatred and separation, to bring people together, and hopefully laughter can be one of the ways that we can do that. I'm going to end with the poem that I almost jumped into too quickly. Robert Frost... I loved his couplets, even though some of them were borrowed from other people. But Robert Frost said, forgive, O Lord, my little jokes on thee, and I will forgive the great big one on me. <laughs> That's, to me, a statement of his own spirituality, a connection with God based on humor and intense, caring, and spiritual love. This day, may we find in our daily life those things to laugh at and laugh about in ourselves. May we share those with others so that laughter becomes a way of communicating our love for one another and the truth of God's presence in the gift of his Son, Jesus Christ, who is the body and the blood of new life in us. Amen.